Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. And now, here is your host, the lovely, delightful, insightful, and all-around great gal, Ms. Barbara DeLong. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Nightlight. That intro always makes me smile. We have Ken Quiethawk to thank for that. He came out of retirement to do that for me, and I absolutely am so thrilled. His voice has a magic in it that is unbelievable. And he and his wife are native storytellers, and you can get you can find them at their website, nativestorytellers.com. Check it out because it's an amazing talent and gift and practice that is uh, kind of sinking into history, and, and it's people like them that keep it alive and keep us informed and keep us remembering the fact that um, there are cultures out there that are magical, and, and it's important for us to remember them. We have Michelle tonight, and um, she is here, as always, to enlighten us and entrance us and, and amuse us, among other things. She is an amazing astrologer. She is probably the, the finest one that I have ever heard, and I am so delighted that she shares her time with us. Welcome to the show, Michelle, and Happy New Year. Oh, thanks so much. Happy New Year to everyone. It's going to be uh, rocking and rolling this year, huh? 2019. <laughs> it really is. Um, there was a, on the on the show I did with Mark Eddy, we had a, a guy who was an expert on Nostradamus, and you know I did predictions for this year, and it's kind of like normally people call me a Pollyanna, and this year it's sort of, you know, have a drink before you sit down and check out what I'm predicting. <laughs> yeah, wow, I gotta go. You've written down. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't written um, mine. I've just been looking it over, and it's quite, quite, and uh, rocking and rolling is a good set of words. Um, you know, numerologically, it's uh, a year that says uh, we will nurture. We will learn nurturing. We will step into an, a greater alignment with the planet. Uh, women will move forward in ways they haven't before. Uh, there is an ending and a new beginning uh, to 
how we look at male and female energies. So it's uh, numerologically is quite quite a year coming up. Um, wow. But uh, looking at it astrologically, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god. It, yeah. You know, it really. Um, when I started doing it, it was like, no, no, I'm going to take a walk around the block. I'm going to clear my head. We're going to start it start again on this and I came back and I was in the same place yeah, and, and yeah. it was like uh oh um, not, not that it's not that it's bad but it's disruptive yeah well I think it's uh, revealing would be a good word um, yeah I think it's going to be exposing in many ways but um I also noticed the stock market looks like it's going to be incredibly volatile this year. So it was the first thing I did was said to people that I know have stocks, consider, you know, getting out <laughs> before you wait till April. So Oh yeah. It's, it's this is uh, this year um I see incredible volatility in terms of the the market. Uh, the ingress for April, the, uh, which is the March ingress, uh, and then the ingress uh-huh. for the Cancer ingress, and then even the Libra ingress, all three of them, um, not looking good. So, well, you know, it every year for the last I can't tell you how many years, I have predicted that um, <clears throat> that the, the New Madrid fault line was going to go off again. Yeah. This year this year I did not predict it. And the guy that did the Nostradamus stuff said it. And I thought, you know, the one year after after maybe five or six years of saying I feel it's it's getting ready to go, um, the year I don't say it's gonna go, you watch. You just watch. <laughs> you know, I haven't looked at it for earthquakes, but uh you know, it doesn't take much. You get a uh, a Uranus or Mars square Saturn uh, from uh, the first or seventh to the fourth house, and uh, you've got earthquakes. So uh, I know that uh, Saturn was hovering in that area in some of these ingresses, but I wasn't looking at that time for uh, that issue. But I was going to say, you know, if you want to do an extra show this month and do one just on predictions, we could do it together, and that would be fun. Let's do that. That's a great idea. Okay, you know, it'll be our it'll be our 2019. This is what we see coming. Yeah, yeah. Or if you want to wait till like the beginning of February and do it for the Chinese New Year, that's good for me too. Uh, Chinese uh, take this is the year of the pig coming up and uh, starts on the fifth in our well, in our yes. of the world. So uh Yeah, yeah, but so many people really look forward to your you're doing the, the astrology. So I'll I'll give you a call tomorrow and we'll set another date and we'll we'll do we'll do a show that's just predictive. Great. We we can do it in you know in another week or so, whatever you want to do. Yeah. I will I will give you a call tomorrow or sometime and, and we'll see if we can't figure something out because I think this year especially it's important that people understand what's coming. Yeah, I think so too. Um, depends on where you live in the country, uh, how how the rocking and rolling is going to take place. <laughs> absolutely, <Wow>. absolutely. <clears throat> okay, um, we have we have <clears throat> a full switchboard as usual, so okay. we're gonna we're gonna jump in, 
Um, we've got Donna first. Donna, you're on Hi. the air. Thank you. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Donna. Uh, can you tell us uh, what your date of birth is? Yes, certainly. It's April 22nd, 1954. You want to know the time and the place? Yes, absolutely. So if you give me the time, okay. next, that'd be great. Okay, at 2.50 p.m., I was born in um, Flushing, Long Island. Okay, 2.50 p.m., and it's Flushing. Got it. All righty, and I had April 22nd, 1954. That's correct. Okie doke. Let's go take a look. Was there something in particular you wanted to focus on? married one day. I'm 64. I've never been married. I haven't been in a relationship in 10 years. That and if finances would get better because I'd like to go traveling. If I'm not going to meet someone, I want to go traveling then with a the girlfriend. But I need Wow. To get <laughs> okay. Let's take a look. That you know, the, you're you're a unique individual. Most women by 64 have married at least once. Oh. Um, so that's unusual. Right now, it's interesting you bring that up today, okay? At this moment, the sun is at 17 degrees, Capricorn in the sky, okay, even though you can't see because it's nighttime here. Uh, that makes an exact sextile to your house of marriage. <laughs> so I think it's very interesting you're asking that question tonight. Uh, so what do we have that might activate that? Uh, Saturn is going to move into a position, uh, but Saturn doesn't, necessarily deliver on stuff like that. Uh, However, Jupiter in another year will open that doorway of opportunity. Uh, It's about a year and a month or so. Um, And uh, so, you know, I would would certainly be looking at that point in time. As for uh, money, let's see what we see for money. You know, you were born with Saturn in that house and Neptune in the house of money, and Saturn usually says we have to work really hard wherever it lands, and uh, and it also causes us to have to save. Neptune, on the other hand, in that house, which you also have in that house, says, I'm not always sure what I did with my money. I'm happy to spend it, but I don't remember. <laughs> so it's kind of a confusing combination, and, of course, depends on uh, what position the other planets are during any week or any month. Uh, or even any year that can activate one more than the other. So over your lifetime, you've probably had years where you've saved more and other years where you have really been lost as to what you've done with your money. It's challenging. For you and your chart, I'd say it would be worth your energy to learn astrology, at least regarding your chart, uh, because it would be very helpful to be aware of what the positioning of the planets are. Uh, Let's see, though. Considering all of these, what do we have? Anything activating uh, this house? Um, your, your house natural connection to money in that it's ruled by Libra. And, uh, and Venus, of course, you were born with Venus at 22, Taurus. So you're a person who, in life, there's an element of mastering both travel, uh, awareness in terms of um, worldliness, Uh, also mastering what is the comfort of living, whether in a physical body or uh, focusing on the comfort of uh, the higher world. So there's actually a metaphysical question in your chart. You're saying, uh, I need to come into a balance with that. 
but your moon is also 22 and it's in Sag, which gives you a tremendous love of travel and uh, all things uh, not necessarily of your own culture, but of uh, different cultures. And uh, it's in what we call a quincunx action. So you tend to go back and forth on where, when will I master this, how can I master this, and when will I have enough money to be able to travel. Obviously, I would suggest to you that you take it another step and don't let these challenges cause you to stop. <laughs> because there's a part of you that really loves to travel and you deserve to treat yourself well. Uh, Pluto is making a trine to, to your moon natally, and uh, that tells me that uh, there have been ta- times or opportunities that have come that have opened the doorway for you to transform your home uh, and maybe even uh, be able to live in other parts of the world or in different places than you were born. Um, so anyway, what's coming up for you? Uh, Saturn, Saturn will uh, move to 22 degrees, and it may give you enough security at that point in time that you will feel you can invest in yourself. Uh, that's going to be coming up uh, later this year. So I'd say if you've got a little money put aside, think about that. Pluto right now is trining that natal Venus, so it says that opportunity uh, to invest in myself is an opportunity I should consider. So you obviously been thinking about it, or that wouldn't be in this position. It's not real close yet, but when Saturn gets in there, it's going to push it a little further. Um, so that's stuff that's coming up. As to an increase in money, that's another story entirely. And uh, your progressed uh, Venus, uh, which is not is not necessarily giving you exactly what you want, but it is moving in that position to where it's starting to activate. A year from now, it will start activating the cusp of your house of money and give you more of what you are wishing for, So, and the year after that, even more so. So that's coming up. Uh, there will probably be other, obviously, transits that activate that even further. Uh, the moon, your progressed moon, is at 10 degrees of Taurus right now. It's uh, getting ready in the next two months, uh, in, in about a month and three quarters, whatever, Um, to move into your house of travel. And once it does, your desire to travel will become even stronger than it is now. So you really should be planning it. I think I had already mentioned about two months down the road. Um, I'd look into that and start planning it. You might decide you want to travel. You definitely are a person who wants to travel in comfort. You have Taurus up there and, (laughs) and having Venus there too. I would just, you know, if you don't have a lot of money, be careful how you spend it. That's all. Just don't take all your credit cards. Be a little more cautious because you could overindulge with the moon on top of Venus. Uh, It could be overindulgent. And you don't want to wake up when you get home and say, geez, why did I do that, you know. But that's coming up. And a year from now, uh, Jupiter will be in a position to offer even more. So... I'm just going to move it forward a year and see how far down the road I have to give you to get there. So, hang on. And then we're just going to go shorter than that. Let me take a look. So here we have it at 15 uh, making. It's actually making a quincunx. When it goes to 15, it's starting its application to your Venus, but it's making a quincunx to your midheaven. So you may find yourself... Uh, in uh, February of 2020 going, I don't know, this is kind of stressful. Do I 
do I continue in the career I'm in? Do I need to go learn something more to expand the, my career? You're going to be going back and forth. And what's interesting is Jupiter will be on top of your north node, and your north node is always about what did I come here as soul to achieve in this lifetime? And not how do you make money, not how do you have a house or a, someone you love or anything, but rather uh, it, the question is asked by soul, and it, then it's presented to us in this chart. And the north node in Capricorn in the fourth house tells us that in this lifetime you intend to become secure in in uh, in your home. And it could be when we say your home, it can be that physical body you're in. That is really your home. <laughs> and Capricorn is very corporeal. So I'd say in your home, comfort in the physical body more so than comfort in your uh, home in terms of property. Uh, so there's a statement there that says, um, finding a space where I am comfortable in my physicality and comfortable in my emotions in connection to this physicality and comfortable in understanding or connecting through the ancestry of my uh, biological mother and further back. So those are the statements that U.S. Soul said, I want to come in and work with in this lifetime. So once Jupiter sits on top of that and you have this quincunx action to your career, your house of career, you're going to be going back and forth saying, now, am I doing this or am I not? And that question will come to the surface. And I think your desire for travel has more to do with your expansion of your knowledge and your awareness of who you are and where you come from and where you're going than it does just to have fun. Anyway, that's my opinion. Wow. <laughs> that was wonderful. So, you know, I think next year is going to be my year then with everything. It sounds like yeah. it. Yeah, once you get past uh, that quincunx, uh, you will get uh, into this space, and that would be the following month in March. Then it really is past the struggling issues of where's my home, what's my home, and all of that that we just discussed, and it will open up the door and say, it's time. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to invest. I'm going to travel. I have enough money, and I don't know where the money's coming from because I I didn't really look for that, Um, but... Uh, this year, um, you haven't already had that experience, but Jupiter, once Jupiter gets to two degrees, is your dad still alive? No, no, he passed about five years ago. Okay. Uh, when Jupiter makes that trine to your son, I don't know who the man may be, but there could be a man who leaves you some form of inheritance. Um oh. It looks like uh, more masculine than feminine, and it looks like it would be someone who is a lot older. Uh, I don't know who it is, uh, but uh, when Jupiter hits two degrees or is at zero degrees, even when it just enters Taurus, which would be next November, um, it's going to make a trine to your son, and your son is in the house of inheritance, and Jupiter is the natural uh, ruler of inheritance, and uh, so there may very well be some form of inheritance. Sometimes... The inheritance is not money. Sometimes the inheritance is the knowledge that you get uh, through awareness of something that your father actually may have said to you or the way he lived his life that you just never paid attention to until that moment when this trine happens. And that doorway opens and it's like, hmm, I can do that. My dad did that. I understand now. So you'll just have to let us know how that works out. But it also 
that's still a form of inheritance. Uh, most people only think of money, but it's not always money. So sometimes it's yeah. more important to get the blinders off than it is to have money in your pocket. Yeah, we got to move yeah. on, Michelle. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, You're so welcome. Take care. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye now. Thank you. It, it was getting so good I didn't want you to stop, but, you know. <laughs> Okay, we've got we've got Bren on the line here. Bren, you're on the air. Hey, hi. Uh, this is Bryn from New York City. How are you doing this evening? Good. What's your birthday, Bren? It's July third, nineteen fifty six, seven ten p.m. Bridgeport, Connecticut. Okay, Bridgeport, Connecticut. I always think of Connecticut as such a beautiful place. Oh, yeah. It is. Nice areas. <laughs> and, uh, of course, of course, uh, Barbara knows all about it. <laughs> so is there anything you want to on in particular, Brent? Um, just anything you might pick up that is of note this year or this coming year. Yeah, this year, rather. <laughs> Well, right now the very first thing I'm noticing is that you have uh, Uranus has been traveling through uh, your fourth house. So you may feel somewhat uncomfortable. You may be moving. You might decide to move. You may just have to move your furniture around. But uh, whenever Uranus is traveling through this house, we are not always – we don't feel settled where we are. We don't feel like we have our roots in place and uh, Mm. can actually – uh, keep you from feeling uh, comfortable enough to sleep as well as you normally would sleep at night. Right. right. So, uh, so you just kind of have to work with it. And uh, I and I uh, I always recommend considering cell salts before you consider anything else to get to sleep at night. Meditation and cell salts, or listening to mm-hmm. some excellent music, can be a much better way to go. At any yeah. rate, it's, it's not going to be there forever. It, it will move on. It just takes a little time. Right, right now it is making uh, a direct trine to your Jupiter, and your Jupiter sits in your eighth house. And uh, I don't know if you have an inheritance coming or not, but that, again, is a doorway where suddenly, unexpectedly, something comes through. Uh, right. Jupiter in your chart has to do with things from the past, things, ways that you may have thought you sabotaged yourself or shortchanged yourself. And it also has to do with you personally. Uh could come through biological connections or through property, and uh, that trying to uh, the doorway opens. Now, the thing with Uranus by itself, <laughs> it can make something happen, but it's not usually by itself. It's like it, they have loaded this up. Now it takes uh, someone to pull the trigger for it to uh, manifest. And uh, and just looking around to see who would be uh, the planet to pull that. Uh, Saturn, Saturn is in Capricorn right now, so Saturn can't do a thing for you but Jupiter can and Jupiter will. Um, So let me just move this forward so I can see if Jupiter and Uranus will line up together uh, because I don't really know if they will. They go back and forth so much that uh, getting them to work it out is not always easy. Yeah, so uh, it doesn't look like they're lining up from what I can see because... It looks like Uranus, well, let me go for a couple of days here and just pick it out a little bit. Hang on. Sure. 
we'll just see because timing is everything and Uranus is retrograde at that point where where we have Jupiter ready to make contact. So here Uranus is in retrograde at three degrees of Taurus, so it's still within the framework of making this grand trine, although it's what we call out of sign grand trine, but uh, Venus has come into complete alignment with Jupiter, and they're both 28 degrees Sag, making a direct grand, a direct trine to your natal Jupiter and uh, just past the trine to Pluto, So, and actually trying to your progressed Pluto. So they're right in alignment. This is the time you're going to see something happen if you don't hear something before that. Uh, November 24th, 2019. So around a week, within within a week of that date is probably your time frame. And uh, since Venus is also involved, um, you've got, well, let's see here. Both, you know, Jupiter and Venus are both known to bring money. Um, however, in, in your chart, uh, Venus uh, has to do uh, with investments. So it could be something that you actually have invested in, and it could okay. be coming your company. So if you have a company that maybe has some kind of stock situation, you may find that it opens up and gives you a whole lot. Uh, you, you get a drawer full at this point. <laughs> so, uh, Sounds good. Yeah. So I don't know what you do, and I haven't explored any of that, but this is a doorway for something coming through for you, and it, and it should mm-hmm. be money. It looks mm-hmm. more like money than anything else. It is definitely an investment. So that's coming up. Mm-hmm. See what else? going on in your chart. Okay. Um, uh, I've moved so far forward in time, I really need to come back a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's it's interesting uh, as an astrologer, you know, you move in and out of time so fast. Sure. Um, so let's see here. Right now, you know, your progressed moon is in that eighth house. You've got your progressed sun in the eighth house. And, of course, Jupiter is also there. It was natally there, and it's still there. But the fact that your your progressed sun is just about on top of your progressed Jupiter, and that's never been the case in your lifetime, uh, this year for you uh, should be a year where you feel uh, or you receive more uh, more information or more money than you have in the past. It's uh, More success is what I want to say. Whenever we get Jupiter and the Sun together in a position where they're holding, in a holding mm-hmm. pattern, it brings us uh, money. Um, and it is a wonderful sextal to your natal Sun. So you've got activity here. And this could be coming. Like I said, it could come from an inheritance. It could also come from something as strange as a tax issue. Uh <laughs> I can tell you right now, if they audit you this year, you'll get money back. You will not lose any. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) I don't say that to many people. (laughs) But uh, I wouldn't be worried about anything in terms of taxes. Um, uh, This is also a time where if you want a mortgage on something, you should have it handily with no questions asked. Uh, You should be able to get money for whatever you want. So uh, if there's something you're planning to invest in, this is your time. It looks with this time, uh, certainly activity here. If you don't own a home, this is a time to have a home. And if you don't, if you have ever uh, wanted to have a child, this is a time where you could also have a child. 
and uh, and sometimes it can be uh, inheriting a child can be another statement, and that's a very weird statement to say because uh, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you actually inherit. <laughs> it means that yeah. you could uh, find that through some karmic connection a child is a, becomes part of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you may find yourself investing in a child. So. Okay. All of these things are possible, and I don't know your situation, so I'm, I just throw out what I see. So Yeah, sure. And uh, let's see if I, I just uh, – I know I'm going to be told my time is almost up here, but uh, Saturn – No, you got so five minutes. you got five minutes. Oh, cool. So I'm talking fast. Oh, okay. I never know how fast I talk. You also, right now, Saturn, uh, in, in at this point in January, uh, Saturn is 14 degrees of Capricorn in the sky. Your natal moon is 14 degrees. Do you own a house? Because if you don't, this is no, a great... No, I don't, I don't own a house. I live in an apartment. Have you considered purchasing anything? I I don't have the money <laughs> to purchase a house, you know, or, or any, I But I have started, I, I've never invested in my life, but... Uh, Two months ago, I, I started investing in the, the, the cannabis industry, like medical marijuana, medical cannabis yeah, yeah. companies, you know, companies like that. Just two. Just two. I, I just had like $100 in two companies, but they haven't been doing much, So, but I, it's just there, you know. <laughs> well, I, I, you'd be surprised. They're probably going to do well. This trying tells me that there's opportunity here for you to invest. Uh, the fact yeah. that it's... Uh, it's a trine with uh, Taurus. It's a trine with Capricorn, and 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 with Saturn in rulership and the Moon. Uh, cannabis can fit this very nicely. Uh, it's not really statements of medical as much as it is statements of um, an ant, an old, uh, an old high quality industry uh, that creates more comfort for the nation. Hmm. So that's statement and uh it's not it's not a statement having to do with health as much as it is uh creating some form of comfort for the nation so mm, i think it's okay. an interesting statement and sometimes when we screw our brain around the proper statement uh it manifests better so don't ask right. me how the magnetic work but they do <laughs> that's also there and what's interesting is you progressed jupiter being 12 degrees is in a grand trine right now uh, with that Saturn and that moon. So whatever it is that you're investing in, it should benefit you. And if you chose to borrow money to invest in physical property or something that involves physical comforts, um, this would be uh, a doorway for you to do that, and it should turn out to be to your benefit. So, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Taurus is your house of investment. So when you invest, right. it's in things that are both beautiful and comfortable. So right. luxury, luxury kinds of items, interesting. And yeah. most people don't realize, but different people are successful in different types of investments because hmm. of how charts are connected. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you for your time. You're you're very very welcome. Um, was there anything else that maybe came uh, up? No, I... unless you see something else. Uh, um... Yeah, you know, I would think that you should 
you should do okay with with uh, relationships. You've got the sun in the seventh house, and that's a wonderful place to stick it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have Gemini on that cusp, though, so you could find yourself being somewhat fickle in that area. But you have success despite your change of mind. So. Great. Okay. Well, now, thank you. Now you have to move on. <laughs> yes. I'll take good care. It's nice speaking with you. Yeah, nice being with you. Thank you so much for your perspective. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Cool guy. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, we've got May here. Mary, sorry, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Um, My birthday is 12843. Um, at time is 6.30 p.m. in Buffalo, New York. Okay. 6.30 p.m. in Buffalo. That's a cold area. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there anymore. Long ah. left the area. Oh. I'm in Florida. Okay, good. Cause well, was... it, it's good and it isn't in the summer at all. <laughs> Ah, yeah. Um, it's, it's a choice between the two. Let me make sure I did this right. December eighth, nineteen forty-three, six thirty p.m. Buffalo, New York. Right. Gemini okay. rising, please. Uh, your rising is twenty-nine degrees. Gemini, fourteen minutes. So you should have, uh, with that kind of rising, except that you have Saturn on it. Um, Saturn on it could make you uh, a bit stiffer. But normally, Gemini rising are very light uh, individuals. They're individuals who have agile bodies, and uh, they tend well, to stay on. Well, so it isn't so much uh, at this time. I've been dealing with a long-standing uh, health problem. Um, I am struggling in my finances, uh, especially since the end of the year. A lot of unexpected uh, things hit me, and right now, not too good. And uh, also I had a relationship breakup in the last week. So things have started out for the new year kind of not on a good note. Yeah. So, you know, what I do when that st- stuff like that happens, move the new year to the Chinese new year and don't think of this as the new year yet. <laughs> okay. I'm born in the year of the sheep, so I hope it's better in the oh, well, yeah, this year of the pig, so it should be a good year for the sheep. Um, okay. Uh, anyway, let's see what's going on because that that's challenging. You were born with Pluto in in the second house, and uh, I can speak from experience. I have Pluto there too. It's it doesn't make a lifetime of ease when it comes to money. No, <laughs> you it have, doesn't. You have to know how to invest the money so that uh, you have it when you need it. And um, being born with it in uh, Leo and having Cancer on that cusp, uh, the investments have to be. I would say things that you should you could save uh, would be things that have to do with uh, like silver or gold, things like that. And they may be tiny amounts, but whatever they are, they would be things that you would be able to work with when Pluto uh, strikes. Because <laughs> Pluto I strikes. In, and I invested in a home some years back, and it, it started out very good, and then it fell apart after eight years with the banks and everything got caught in that bubble. So yeah. that did not go well. And um, yeah. Yeah. been in a rental ever since. So yeah. I'm not well, sure where Pluto, that's going either. Yeah, Pluto is a crazy thing. When you have it in the second house, 
anywhere you have Pluto, Pluto will help you get things transformed for maybe three years if it's positioned well enough. But then after three years, everything kind of goes down and it it dismisses everything again. And you have to start building it again. That's the way Pluto works. It's a a continual experience. And uh, having it in your house of money, that's, in this world, it's it can be challenging. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. Anyway, where what, what you can save in has to do with gold itself, or silver, metals, precious metals, uh, can be helpful to you. I've been and selling anyway, most let's... of mine. Whatever I've had, I've I've had that's, to sell it. Yeah, that's up. exactly what it'll do. I mean, it, it it if you put your money little bits in when Pluto strikes, you're able to sell it and and get money that you otherwise wouldn't have. So right. that's the way it works, and it's a little challenging, but that does work for Pluto. So let's take a look and see, do we have anything that's going to build your money back up? Um, you also have Cancer ruling the house of money, and Cancer is ruled by the moon, and the moon is very moody, and so again we have even more slippage coming and going. The good news is your natal moon has fortified that cusp, so it's saying that the opportunities come around, so you just have to look for them. So let's see, what is, what are the planets, what are the, Saturn is going through your seventh house, and uh, being at 12 degrees, you just had a breakup. Uh, let's see why that is. Uh, Saturn, any time it goes through the seventh house, any house that it goes through, we have to work work on uh, whatever it is. In this case, the relationships have to be worked on or they they will kind of uh, stale their way out. I think I've been doing most of the work. That's the problem. Yeah, well, this is not the – you probably picked someone who is not the right person. (laughs) Yeah, I've been experiencing that for many years. (laughs) Well, when we look at your chart, you know why. Your your mother and father did not get along very well. There was a lot of stress between the two of them. And so the masculine and feminine... They, they kept a pretty good marriage for 63 years. Yeah, there was still something going on there because that quincunx tells me that's stressful. So yeah, uh, your did, mom... My mother uh, did most work, yeah. My mother yeah. was peacemaker. Well, the moon in Taurus tells me... Your mom was overloyal, and that you in this lifetime have become equally overloyal. You ended up seeing it as a good quality, and it is a good quality, but the word over is the part of it we need to work on. Uh, when we're overloyal, it means that even after a person has done something that you should have said, you know what, that's not acceptable, please leave, you will end up finding an excuse for why they did it. And then yeah. their charisma will uh, talk you into saying it's okay. Um, so that moon always, I always tell people who have that moon, get a second, get your friends to give you second opinions and listen to them. Do your best to try to listen because your um, loyalty, you have a right to be loved. Oh, I know. <laughs> and when we're yeah. over loyal, we're actually saying I don't. Mm-hmm. So think about just oh, think about it. where is it going from from here? Like this year, where are things going in that department? The good news, got Jupiter. Jupiter is on on top of your sun. It's activating your sun, uh, even as we speak, and that's going to expand your optimism in terms of the workplace. It can expand your health uh, or make things more visible in terms of any issues that you have with your health. Uh, right. If you have 
have uh, issues that are hidden, uh, it's time for you to bring them to the surface and change your patterns. You have Scorpio on the sixth house cusp, so uh, Scorpio uh, is uh, the ruler of all the linings in the body and can arrange with issues from uh, sinuses to uh, uh, issues of the large intestine uh, and the colon. So those are areas that you have to think about your life. What am I doing that is good, and what am I doing that is not good for the health of my body? Jupiter is in Sag, which is in its rulership. Your sun, of course, is in Sag. Sag rules uh, the iron that travels and the oxygen that travels through the body. So what happens is uh, the statement is that you have to work on your oxygen levels in order to increase the iron, in order to help rebuild or expand the building of the linings of the body. I'm presently getting acupuncture, so I don't know I'm supposed to continue that this year. I I would say acupuncture would be a good thing because uh, having Scorpio on the cusp, Scorpio rules all forms of metal, and uh, acupuncture is using metal to activate the chi levels, which are the meridians in the body, which are connected to the Sagittarian flow. Sagittarius rules all of those chi lines. So I'd say it's very good for you, and Jupiter should be very helpful to you at this time. So I'd say go for it. So you think my finances are going to turn around this year for the better, or Um, it's going to be a holding pattern? I'm not going to say that they're doing that this year. When Jupiter goes into the next sign, the doorway may start to open for you uh, a little bit more. But still, I don't have a trine coming up. Uh, Let me see if there's anybody that I'm missing. You're going to have – there's going to be intermittent things that will be positive for you. But right now, most of the planets are not in a position to lend you a hand. So you have to work with what you have. Um, Jupiter is not helping you. Um, It went past Pluto, and it's not going back. Uh, it's going to go into Capricorn next year, and when it does, it will be opposing uh, your second house cusp, which sometimes oh, acts a conjunction, but a lot of the time it's called for a balancing act. And oh. uh, but the, and the year after that, we come into a quincunx, and the year after that is when the doorway opens for a whole lot more options. Uh, wow. So I'm oh, not facing that long before some balance comes about. Well, there's going to be other things that will come in. Like I said, they'll be intermittent. So you will have flows, inflows and outflows. But for you to get to the point where you're going to feel stable again, like everything is working, it's all lubricated and we're going forward, it's uh-huh. going to take a few years is what I'm saying. What was was Saturn, was that, that really what was affecting the relationship issues? Or is that something Saturn that's brought, brought out all of that. Uh, when Saturn went into Capricorn, which happened uh, last fall, um, uh, it, it activated your your Mercury. And at that point in time, you may have either uh, held yourself back and not said the things you should have said or realized that you need to start speaking up or the other person held back. And as a result of what took place last fall, it built on that. 
and uh, that's kind of what pulled it apart. But I think the pulling it apart actually is in your benefit because uh, Saturn right now is making a trine to your moon. So here is a period of time where you you can not only heal, but there is a doorway for you to find a new steadiness in the way that you look at who you are and how you will work with relationships coming up. Uh, we're not trained uh, to be as transparent as we should be. Uh, women are not trained that way, and, and that's something that you have to work on. Uh, your Mercury, you were born with Mercury in Capricorn, so your, your natural uh, statement is hold your emotions back, stay steady, go the course, we can get through this. Uh, there is a wonderful persistence and a, ability to build structure, but it's not necessarily revealing, okay? It's not necessarily transparent. It is better for you to learn to be more transparent. Pick your times. Let that Capricorn energy pick the right times to be transparent, but say what you really need to say because when you don't, the person who you are working with does not hear you. And they will speaking, their own. I've been speaking my truth quite a bit. And I don't know, maybe that's part of it because I'm. Well, that's I'm, good though. Because yeah, that's, I'm not going to accept a lot of things. And I have made that exactly. pretty so well known. You're going through a transformation, and that's good. So your next relationship is going to be one that's going to really work to both of your benefits. And that's what you're looking for. So, well, I mean, this right now tells me you're learning a lot and it's a good doorway so mm-hmm. so it still looks and, like a rocky year then <laughs> well I, it's it's not it's not the best but there's more that's good that's coming up matter of fact you know this trine that's taking place now there's going to be that trine coming up next year uh with jupiter and when you hit that that could be a doorway for a whole new marriage a whole new home a whole new everything I know. So, on that, on that, I have to move on. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much for that reading. Very good. You take good Thank care. You, Thank you. Happy New Year. Yeah. You too. Bye bye. It's tough when it's a tough chart, isn't it? It is. It's you know I I love to sugarcoat things, but I can't. It's it's not who I am. I'm going to tell you what it is, and I, I can't make it anything that it's not. We all have years that are not great. You know, there's nobody, everybody thinks that, you know, if I'm this or if I was that, I'd be, it would all be wonderful, but it's not. <laughs> no. Or whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. We all have years that are challenging. Absolutely. Okay, we've got Ruth here. Hi, Ruth, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Barbara. When's your birthday? My birthday is January 18th, 1949. January 18th. Happy birthday, 1949. Big year for you, huh? And I was born at 5.59 in the evening. 59 p.m. Born in Mid-Michigan Hospital in Michigan. Mid-Michigan? Mid-Michigan, I'll see if I've got it. Okay. <laughs> Usually I go by cities, not the hospital Mid- name. Yeah, Midland, Michigan. Oh, Midland, I didn't catch that. Okay. I wrote down the wrong thing. So, Midland, Michigan. All right, let's see. 
My computer said, yes, that exists. We'll take it. Okay. So what did you want us to take a, a look at? Well, it's been a struggling year. I'm struggling with stress uh, because of my husband's bad health, hmm. which he's yeah, I, you have Saturn going through the house of health, uh, and yet you have, for yourself, you, your progressed Jupiter is on top of your sun. So uh, your health should be good and, and even expanding, uh, but uh, Saturn is holding you back as a result of uh, your relationship or your marriage. So it's, it, it is a hard experience. Um we're raising grandkids, and I have a troubled daughter, so there's a lot going on that causes stress. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you you have to work on how you handle your stress. That's really important. And, uh, and there are probably a lot of people listening who understand how important that is for each of us. But Saturn on top of Jupiter in your chart um, can cause you to hold back. Uh, or find um, that you have to hold back in terms of certain kinds of service and in certain kinds of nutrition as well, uh, holding back on certain kinds of food intakes. And that may be not just for you, but for the people you feed. Uh, So let's see what else. It's going to carry some other statements. That's interesting, your chart. More than anything... uh, it's a statement of uh, having to take more control in terms of food uh, or nutrition, you might say, rather than just food. As far as children, grandchildren and whatnot, uh, Jupiter right now is traveling through your fifth house. So some there's, there's got to be at least one that is bringing you some kind of gift. Uh, Jupiter, oh, yeah. Brings you some wonderful gifts, and yes. the key there is to hold that optimism and see that um, we need to be realists about how we uh, work with the wisdom that we have, and thus uh, how we give that wisdom through uh, discipline or uh, teaching or awareness uh, with children. But um, uh, keeping optimism is really important, and while Jupiter is in this house, you will have that. So you want to continue to be strong in that area. Right. Let's see what else is going on. All of these guys are, you've got Pluto traveling through this uh, sixth house right now, too. So um, Pluto's very slow to move and uh, it will be a few years before it uh, actually transforms everything. Uh, So that's, you know, coming up down the road and and how it transforms. We could debate about that. (laughs) It's not a debate I want to really play, but we're looking at your time frame is 2023-2024 when Pluto finally conjoins both your sun and Jupiter. And that will basically transform your life. It could transform you as well, the way that you see yourself, the way others see you. It transforms your income. It's a very powerful and uh, transformative time. Um, Where is Saturn during this period? Oh, yeah, Saturn, Saturn. Hmm. Well, you know, 
I don't know how healthy your husband is, but this may be the period of time where something transforms with him, and that will also uh, change your world. So um, hopefully the transformation will be one that is a positive one and, and not one that leaves you in any way stranded. From the looks of it, it looks positive to me. So yeah. uh, not without stress because you have that. You have this Uranian uh, sun quincunx in your chart natally that you've been dealing with your entire life. It seems yeah. like every time something changes, there is stress. and. Yeah. The changes seem to affect you directly. So uh, looking for some help for that, uh, let me just see if you have what I call a release valve, and you do, and it comes through the moon. Uh, You have moon in Virgo, so uh, it can be uh, by putting your energy more into the things that you love in terms of details. It could be uh, communication details, whether you do some writing or you do some design work or even if you just do some drafting or drawing or something, there's something going on there. It could also have to do with putting energy into statements about health uh, or service. It could also be service that gives you the outlet for uh, releasing that stress. So think about these words because you can apply them. Uh, When we do things by being caused in our lives, in other words, we are saying, okay, I'm going to be sitting down now and writing. I love to write poetry, so I'm going to sit down and just take 10 minutes and just see what comes. I'm just going to write some poetry because I know this will release stress. Yes. When we focus that way, we're causing our lives, and that adds to our ability to release that stress. So. Pay attention to that. It doesn't have to be a lot of time because time can be a real killer where we're thinking, I don't have time for this. But the truth of the matter is five minutes is not that long, and yet it can change the way you feel about everything in that five minutes. So think about what I'm saying because with all the stress that you have been dealing with your whole life when it comes to things changing – uh, you you have a, an amazing ability to look at so many possibilities. Uh, you know, you have a very inventive, a very creative mind, and uh, so y- allow yourself the freedom to engage that way, and that will help you. Right now, uh, your progressed moon is in Gemini, and so here again, you're working with a lot of details, and Spirit is basically saying in the tra- in your chart, uh, use your energy, take action, do things that are active for you. Make sure that you are taking time to breathe air, breathe. Yeah. It's very important with that trine, it says there's opportunity for you to take take a brisk walk or just do three jumping jacks, whatever it is that activates your ability to breathe, this trying tells me you should be enacting that and acting it out. Um, In, uh, what is it, 12, uh, 13, about 13 months from now, (coughs) the moon will start to engage Uranus. And when it does, then this quincunx action with your sun becomes even stronger, so stress can be even more challenging at home. Uh, and with the need to make change and the need to meet some of the things that you really want. Uh, So you want to practice. That's why you have the trying now to teach you 
the habits you need to create so that you can deal with it when that quincunx activates, okay? It'll only be active for about a two-month period, but you need to pay attention and use what you learn now so that you can get through that period of time in a very healthy way. Do you see what I've said? Do you understand? Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. So, so take advantage of it. You have a grand trine basically active right now. Your intuition is stronger than it's ever been. When it comes to relationships or people, uh, you have a natural knack of knowing exactly what they're saying or who they are. Uh, so pay attention to it. This is one of your gifts. Uh, make sure you're aware of it. Uh, that is not going to disappear or go away, but it is incredibly uh, noticeable now. Yes. Well, my husband's dealing with very uh, strange cancer, and he'll be needing a blood, my bone marrow transplant after he gets through this. So, just checking that. Yeah. Well, you know, we we we'll, we. I, I know Barbara's on the other end there, and and we both when we hear stuff like that, we both just automatically say a prayer to the angels. Please take yeah. care. Uh, and and send our love that he finds a peaceful and and comforting way to get through this process and finds new health and and uh, can then be strong again to be helpful to you. So yeah. he's as dependent on you, and that will help a lot. So. When you say take two seconds, that's exactly what I have to do. I have yeah. to make myself do that, right? You do. You do. Uh, you know, I tell my clients sometimes, just sometimes we need something to remind us. Take a little string, put it on your finger. Right. <laughs> Write yourself notes <laughs> on the mirrors in the bathroom, you know. <laughs> put a little note on your refrigerator. These things are allow us to remind us, okay, there's the note. I'm going to stand here before I open the refrigerator and breathe. Right. You, you know, you can, also, you can also set your cell phone to have an alarm to remind you to do that. Yes. And I know you've been through this too, Barbara. I have been. <laughs> yeah. I have been. <clears throat> and and you know something, it it's different for everybody, but but no matter what your outcome, you'll survive and you'll do well. Yeah. And that's the important thing to know that that it's a lesson for you. It's a lesson for him, and and you're both going to gather whatever wisdom you need and move forward. In in this dimension or others, so you know that you're you're on a course that was plotted a long time ago before you entered this lifetime. It doesn't it doesn't help with the garbage that's going on now. But no. but I I can I can tell you that that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Sounds wonderful. There always it's is. There. But you right. Need to- Practice visualizing the light while you're in the Look. tunnel. Yes, I'll keep looking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and when all else fails, there's an app on your phone that's a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and you know something? Laughter is what will get you through. You know, that's, I, I've probably said this before on this program at some point. Years ago, I... I, uh, when I was an investigative reporter, I used to write articles for a magazine up in Minnesota, and they hired me to interview the man who was the head of human resources and psychiatric division in Minnesota. 
And uh, I asked him the question, how, you're the person, you're the line that is between sanity and insanity. How do you know when someone is beyond sane and therefore has to be put into an institution? And he said, they have lost their sense of humor. Yes, yes, which happens. He said, what we have to practice is a joy bag. He says, I have my psychiatrists make joy bags. He says, you take any bag you want. It could be a physical one or one in your head. And right. place things that make you laugh in that bag. And when you feel stressed, go to your joy bag and pull them out. In this day and age, we have the ability to save uh, on our phones uh, a YouTube sequence and that makes us laugh. Save it. Apply it. Use it. Laughter yeah. is the key. I have always found that, you know, if I'm in the dumps, a fish called Wanda makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Just the title makes me laugh. Yeah, it does. Oh, have you have you not seen it? No. Years ago I saw it, yes. I think I was okay. in Minnesota when it came out, actually. Yeah, it's an old movie, but it will make you laugh. We do have to move on, however, but, Ruth, keep us posted. Call back in. We'll give you boosts of whatever. Okay, thank you. Take good care, Ruth. Mm -hmm. Tough time. Really tough time. This is a tough night. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, we've got Amy here. Let's see if there's. Joy in the Hi. joy in the chart here. Hi, Amy. How are you? What's your date of birth, Amy? April twenty eighth, nineteen eighty, um, nine thirty two a.m. Uh, Pensacola, Florida. Okay, um, I didn't catch all of that. <laughs> nine twenty two a.m. Did you say? Thirty two. Thirty two. Yeah, thirty two. And wh- what city did you say? Pensacola. Pensacola? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I know where Pensacola is. Except that my fingers added a letter, and so my computer said, you're crazy. And I am. <laughs> <laughs> Can't add a letter and put it into the computer. It just doesn't work. <laughs> okay. And what did you need us to focus on? Um... Probably a relationship and finance. It's just been a tough two years for me. <clears throat> Let's see here. So your house of uh, relationships, this is a somewhat similar chart to the one I just looked at <clears throat> in terms of the wheel itself. So Saturn is going through the seventh house, so this is not a time to jump into relationships. Uh, if you find one, that's okay, but uh, just do not plan on marrying anyone while you have Saturn going through this house. <clears throat> I don't care how good they look on anything. <laughs> uh, let's. Um, so Jupiter, Saturn is the ruler of this house, the house of marriage. Um, but falling in love is uh, ruled by Venus in your chart. And uh, your progressed Venus is right on top of your ascendant, which tells us at 29 degrees that this is really a period of time where focusing on loving yourself is a critical thing. Uh, anytime we have 29 degrees, it's what in astrology we call a critical number. 
and it's uh, usually spirit is saying, I have to do this now. I can't wait any longer. I must do this now. So um, <clears throat> learning to love yourself is very, 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 very important right now for you. Uranus is a 28 Aries, so it is basically applying to your Venus. So there is opportunity for you to suddenly uh, find yourself falling in love, suddenly connecting with someone in, in a, any kind of social outing. So I'd say, you know, that exists as a part of your picture right now. It will take something besides Uranus, though, to activate it. And uh, right now the moon is at 9 degrees of Aquarius, and tomorrow or the day after it should be... Let me just move it a day, and let me see if I can get it right down to where it needs to be. Tomorrow it will be at 20 degrees. So it's going to be in the middle of the night, obviously. Yeah, I hate when that happens. <clears throat> but I will see. You're looking at, uh, yeah, 9 o'clock the next morning, actually. January 9th at 9 o'clock in the morning. It is active, and it continues to be active for about an hour. So if there's any uh, kind of outing that you're thinking about going to that you know about, you know, maybe you're going to the Y, maybe you're going to exercise, maybe you're going for a walk, whatever it is, it's a social connection that could be made. That is a doorway at that moment. At that hour, there is a magical doorway that opens. <laughs> for young people out there, there are magical doorways. Not everybody realizes that. It's called timing. And... Uh, that's one of them, and there will be another one that will happen just a little bit after that. January the 14th, approximately the same time, 9 to 10 a.m. So I don't know what's going on in your world between 9 and 10 a.m., but if all it is is a walk to the water cooler, make good use of it. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but uh, the moon, as it continues to move, it's still activating. Now, other planets could make it last a lot longer. So let me just see, because uh, your progressed Venus will be in that position for a while, and Uranus does not move quickly. So uh, Mars is coming up on it. Let's get Mars all the way over and see if we're still in alignment. Of course, Mars will really make the action much more plausible. And here we are. Here is Mars, active, February 11th. So you could even go the day before, say February 10th, and it continues to be active till Valentine's Day, basically. So say from uh, the 9th until the 13th of February, okay. another doorway. So these doorways are connected to you going somewhere. They're not in the dream state. They're not hanging out at your house, and they're not watching television, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> These are social doorways that require you to be socializing. Got it? <laughs> I got it. Okay. So that should be helpful. Let us know how that works out, you know. Uh, yeah, during that period in time, uh, Jupiter is even closer to Neptune and uh, in your sixth house, so the workplace might just open a doorway up. But uh, there's also career options that seem to expand for you, opportunities 
um, may activate there as well. Neptune is almost at the midheaven, and Jupiter is on Neptune, and uh, both Jupiter and Neptune rule the midheaven and coming through your workplace. So if you've been thinking about uh, getting a promotion or asking for a promotion, your time period, right around just before Valentine's Day, around Valentine's Day, uh, even the week after probably. So you've got doorways opening up, not without challenges, and the challenge may be for you to actually step up. (laughs) And it may be (laughs) stepping into a position that you're thinking, wait a minute, that's a creative director position. I don't know if I can do that. Forget about the I don't know if I can do it. Just go for it, okay? Okay. So you do have some things getting in a position that looks good, and uh, you need to just take advantage of them. Jupiter, let's see, next year Jupiter will be even better positioned for other things because it will activate, and this could come back to this connection that's active right now. I showed you the first load. I showed you Jupiter, I showed you the moon activating Uranus, Venus, and then I showed you Mars, but it's going to continue around this wheel for a couple of months. There's a a whole bunch more times. So um, Mm I'm really interested in meeting somebody. You should make sure you're uh, engaging in social activities because next year Jupiter will be in alignment in a beautiful uh, sextile to Saturn. Actually, it's in the trine to Saturn. And that trine is a doorway for marriage if you want it. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way this alignment is working. So it's pretty exciting when you realize that. So, and, of course, I always tell people if you're going to get married uh, to somebody, uh, try to have it when Jupiter is in your seventh house. And that's exactly where Jupiter will be next year for you in your seventh, and Saturn will be out of the way in the eighth. So the timing looks very good to me. Okay. And and I can't say that to many people, can I? (laughs) I'm sure you've been listening to the program. I haven't been telling many people many good news things at all, so I'm really glad you called in. (laughs) You you allowed me to have a better moment. And just to give an you get that even refined a little bit more, uh, the time frame there is uh, March, March, very early March, like the 5th of March in 2020, where there's an opportunity for a marriage. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and good luck, because even before that, you could have another opportunity in terms of the workplace uh, career-wise and expansion in terms of the work. You have some good things coming up. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, looks good to me, and you know me. I only tell you what I see. <laughs> I don't slather anything on there. Hey, I don't mind that. <laughs> so, so keep us posted, you know, and take good care of yeah. yourself. Thanks for calling, Amy. I will do. Not Bye-bye. a problem. Bye-bye. Okie doke. We have Sophia here. Hi, Sophia. Hi. What's your date of birth, Sophia? 
It is November 25th, 72. The Sag, okay. And time of birth? 5.30 a.m. 5? 5.30 a.m. And place? LaGrange, Georgia. LaGrange, Georgia. I don't know where LaGrange is. Is that south of uh, Atlanta? Yes, it is. Mm. Righty. And what is it that we should be focusing on for you? Um, let's look at love. Well, you have uh, Taurus on your marriage cusp. And you have Pisces on your falling in love cusp. And your progressed moon right now is at the critical degree of 29 Pisces. So it is in that house. So the desire for a relationship could be very, very strong. And it is in next month in 30, less than 30 days, well, right about 30 days, uh, the moon will go into the next sign, which is the sign of Aries. So your desire for a relationship will change in the way that you feel that desire. You will have a desire to get out and about, to be seen, uh, to take action, to try new things, to explore new possibilities. Basically, you'll be ready for something new. So the way you feel right now and the way you'll feel a month from now are different. So with that in mind, let's see what's happening. Saturn uh, is past contact point. It will activate, though, the um, your fifth house cusp, so it activates the cusp of falling in love. Uh, Saturn doesn't usually make anything generous, though. Your progressed Jupiter is past that. Your natal Jupiter is out of whack, not any help. Uh, let's see here. Progressed Saturn's 28 Sag, no help. Jupiter, 13 Sag. Okay, so here, here's where we have possibilities. So Jupiter is at 13 right now, and your progressed moon's about to go into Aries, and Jupiter will go retrograde. So let's see where Jupiter and your progressed moon meet up, because if we can get those two to meet up, we've got a moment in time that will be just wonderful. <laughs> but Jupiter has to go retrograde for it to happen. Let's see how far it will go back. It doesn't go very far back, unfortunately. I don't have that moment. <clears throat> Sorry, I tried. Yeah, that that doesn't happen. <clears throat> and I can't bring those two together even next year, so... Uh, but we did see, I did see something else going on there, so let me bring this back a little bit. Let's see. I thought I saw Mars taking some action. Yes, here's Mars. <clears throat> when Mars goes to... Mars is moving too fast. Of a banana. Okay, hang on. She's gonna. He's gonna do something I want him to do. If I can just 
get her moved into position. And I can tell you, <clears throat> that's February, so it's going to be probably, if he, I don't think they go, he does not going to go retrograde this year. He's going to go direct all year. So here, here's the moment I was looking for. April 3rd, 2019. So this is a time frame where you have an opportunity to connect and meet someone and fall in love. And wowie gazowie, looky here, Chiron will be at two degrees Aries while your moon is progressed is at two degrees Aries while Mars is at two degrees Gemini. Whoa. That is huge. That's a statement that someone who is uh, from your soul family, you will connect with and fall in love. So it won't be a new relationship in terms of it might be new this lifetime, but it won't be a new relationship in terms of you will know who this person is as soon as you see them. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it's basically what they say when they say soulmate. That's a very... Um, close statement when they say soulmate. Uh, you know, I I use the word soulmate very loosely myself because mm-hmm. we all come from very large soul families, and so we have a number of beings that can be soulmates and have been in lifetimes. So, um, so I want to just back this up to see where it first begins because there is a little there's a little leeway in there um it's actually there's could be enough leeway that once uh Chiron once the moon catches Chiron it gets close it could start as early as the 28th of March and it will go until The 5th of April. That's your span. And I haven't looked at all the other statements, but uh, Jupiter is applying during this time to your Venus progressed in your second house, which Jupiter ruled, so it could expand your income. It certainly will expand your values. The person may be an, an international person. They may not be either of your religion or your ethnicity or even possibly might not even be an American citizen. I don't know. But there is some international energy going on there. On the other hand, they could be a professor. So (laughs) that sounds really weird, but professor is considered worldly to Sagittarius. So So it could also be that. But this is, uh, that's another nice statement because the statement is you're going to expand your income as well. Or maybe just expand your values and embrace a wider view of the world. So, and your natal moon is four degrees of Leo, so all of this activates your natal moon as well. And your natal moon is placed in your ninth house, which is in the house of international experiences, international travel, and higher, higher education, higher spirituality. So, um, it could be while well, you're traveling if you're planning any trips. This could happen on a trip, especially if you do a trip where you say, oh, I want to go on this trip that explores the touring of Egypt or something, you know, some country for the reason of learning something more. Uh, That 
engages the Sagittarian energy. Leo energy might be more visiting a castle or Valley of the Kings. I don't know. At any rate, all of that has possibilities, and hopefully you can frame it into what it is that's going to have you land exactly where you need to, um, because intuitively you will. I have a lot of faith in your intuition. But, oh, wow. Uh, Thanks. <clears throat> that's well, exciting. In- <laughs> I, I think we all want your chart right about now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Oh, Thank you're you welcome. Yeah, you're on about to cross into the seventh house by then, too. Shortly well, thereafter, Uranus will cross into your seventh house, and everything changes in terms of relationships. Your whole world changes. Very exciting. Oh, on the pro- oh, good news. Okay. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. Sure. Yeah. Oh, Thanks thank for calling. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Wow. Yeah, you never know what you're going to see. No. Okay, we've got Dion next. Hi, Dion. Are you there? Hi, Julia. Oh, Julia. Guess Hello. we have Julia. <laughs> Oh, it's Julia? Okay. What's your date of birth? Julia, yes. September 16th, 1961. And time of birth? 10.52 a.m. And location? Salem Center, Ohio. Oh, good, 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 good. My computer likes you. <laughs> good. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Julia, what what is it that we should be focusing on for you? Well, um, I need to find employment. Um, and also, like the last caller, I'd I'd really like to make that, you know, heart heart and soul love connection. Yeah. Find that, you know, find that man of my dreams. <laughs> Yeah, that that would be nice. I'd like that for everybody and and for men yeah, in their dream, their dreams. Um, right now, the sun and of course the sun is fleeting, so it it does not stand still, uh, or we don't stand still, and we keep moving past it. Uh, but right now, at this very moment and throughout tomorrow, the sun is on top of your progressed moon in your uh, second house, the house of money. And the sun rules your house of career. So there could be uh, an opportunity there to focus on making something happen that will make you feel more secure in your income. Uh, what's coming up for you is Saturn is in this house. And, well, Saturn travels through this house. And I know you've heard me say this. Uh, we tend to work harder and uh, and we don't have as much to spend. Saturn doesn't give us anything usually. It usually says oh, something is missing. <laughs> so we work really hard and uh, doesn't necessarily give us anything. However, Saturn is in rulership and it will conjoin your progressed moon. And when it does, it is possible that at that point in time, we may have some kind of activation that will give you something you want. I'm just going to kind of move forward and take a look at that moment to see if anybody else is helping. And uh, let's see here. Okay, 17. 
is actually applying at 17. If you were thinking, if you're in any kind of position where you could actually ask ask for a promotion, I could give you time for that. Because uh, the part of fortune narrows it down to such... The part of fortune is right here. <laughs> so, uh, But, of course, it may only be there at a time when you are not at work. Uh, so those things well, do... I'm actually going to be looking for work. I'm getting my resume together and I need to find employment at this point. Okay. Well, you know what's coming up for you. That is great. Is uh, Jupiter is moving into that house. I have Jupiter in that house. February 23rd, it's already in that house. It's been in that house for a few days. Let me tell you when it crosses over. And it rules that house. It rules your house of money. And so you should, here it is, crossed over on February the 6th. So on February 6th, it will move into your second house, which tells me your income can can expand at that point. And interestingly enough, Saturn will be applying to your progressed moon at the same time. So I would tend to think that at this point, by February 6th, you will have some opportunity that will start to appear for you. So I would get my resumes out before then, or plan on seeing people in person at that point, or, you know, look, whatever ways people do nowadays. I don't even know how people look for jobs today. It's all too confusing. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) I think you have to look on the internet, but I could be wrong. I'm not really sure. (laughs) So uh, make sure you are actively uh, looking. And also know that by the time this year is just about over, and I'm going to pull it forward because I know what happens is Jupiter will go retrograde. It gets to 23, 24. It's going to go retrograde somewhere right in here. There it is. It goes retrograde at 24. So uh, there will be an opportunity after it goes direct again. I should just move it forward by the month. <laughs> this is going to work my fingers to the bone. <laughs> I have bony fingers to begin with. Okay, let's see here. <laughs> here it is at 2843, and that is November the 26th. I was going to say it's probably around November. But at you may have something maybe that's temporary before then, or you may have something that is looks like it's permanent but isn't quite what you want. By November, this is like right before Thanksgiving, there is an opportunity that opens up, and you have a trine right to your mid-ha- mid-heaven, which and it rules Jupiter rules your house of money. So they're trying to the mid-heaven uh, could open a doorway there where you could get a promotion or expand your income. Maybe it's not a promotion. It's just more money, whatever. <laughs> Usually we work in order to get money, so more money is a good thing. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, so so that looks promising to me, and uh, I would. Uh, but you you will. It looks to me like you'll have something by February, uh, and that's certainly not far away anymore. So anything else that I need to tell you about? Pluto Pluto's at twenty one. By the time we come to the end of this year. And it is uh, starting to make a trine to your sun. And as it trines your sun, uh, there could be a transformation of some kind 
that gives you a greater opportunity to be in a greater position of power or control uh, in terms of your career. So it looks to me, I don't know what you do for a living, but uh, you have some wonderful options coming up, it looks like, to increase and uh, to be found very worthy in whatever position you find yourself. So now looking at relationships, I need activity for Venus and Mars. How appropriate. Mars is 19 degrees Libra in your chart, progressed 29 degrees of Scorpio, another critical degree. This is the night of critical degrees. Um, Jupiter and Sag does nothing for Scorpio. (laughs) So it can't do anything good for that. But... uh, Jupiter and Sag is wonderful with a Venus and also with your natal Mars. And you were born with Venus and Mars in uh, sextile. So that's a hot number. I mean, you're you're a woman who uh, has lots of male ap- appeal. Did I say that right? Yeah. You're attractive. Okay. Complaining. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so uh, that activates uh, starting September 26th and continues to be active till right around October 24th or so. So you've got a whole month in there where you have a lot of activity possible for you. And that's not the only time, but that's the time when it's direct and will fulfill itself. It also is uh, going to be active earlier because, remember, I said that Jupiter went retrograde. So let's see here. Today is... Oh, I was going forward. That's why it looks so weird. I'm going 2020. I need to be in 2019. All right, that's going to be more helpful. Okay, here it is at 14, 15, 17, 22, 28. Well, I guess um, I had been thinking I, it's like I'm thinking of like a life partner because I don't know that I would want to, you know, get married again because I was married once for a very long time. But I definitely would like to have a committed life partner, you know, you know, obviously, I would like you know the love of my life, like everybody would. But uh, yeah, well, I, just, you, you know, I would like a, a partner, not just you know. You've got a great doorway coming up, and uh, it may be that the reason re- when Jupiter goes retrograde that it may appear to fall apart and then come back together. A lot of the time, that's what happens when I see stuff cut together before the retrograde, and then the retrograde may pull it apart and then the people get back together once the retrograde is out of the way and it goes direct again. So here's your doorway. The first one is right at the end of this month, January 22nd, 2019. And Jupiter... 22. Yeah, that's right around the corner. Um, That's Jupiter and Venus will both be starting their application towards Venus. And uh, they are conjunct at that point. It's a little far out, so it's a bit of a stretch. It might not really manifest, but it's rare that we get them both active. I mean, (laughs) but as we push it forward, here is Venus to Venus right on the money, January the 26th, and Jupiter is still obviously applying. 
So that's the first or the beginning of it. Then what will happen is uh, Jupiter will continue to move forward and it becomes clearly activated around the 14th of February, Valentine's Day. Oh. <laughs> I love how these things just happen. And then it will continue to be active. So there's all kinds of lovely things that appear to be happening. And so what's going to give way is the question. Oopsie doopsie. Can't do that. That's too fast for me. Uh, Here is where it goes retrograde. So let's see what happens as it goes retrograde. It goes retrograde 24 degrees. So 24 degrees, it's uh, activating your north node, which, of course, is uh, your doorway that you have put into your chart to tell us what soul came here to do. And so you might be questioning it, or you might be just putting more emphasis on it to the point that uh, maybe uh, the other person isn't ready to take that leap. Uh, That trine can say, I want to take a trip. I want to take a trip somewhere uh, where I, uh, it could be sudden, unexpected to everybody else, but uh, where I can meet part of my destiny. And um, it would be possibly the homeland of your mother or back to your mother's home, or it could be even your father, but it's a homeland. It looks like you're, you're, you want to take a trip to your homeland at that point. So I don't know what that's about, but I throw it out there and yeah. <laughs> you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, well, the only home, you know, the only homeland that I know of is just Ohio. That's where, you know, well, my family are from. So most, most Americans have homelands that are a lot farther away than the United States. Oh, oh okay, out of the country. Okay. Huh. Uh, that's, that's interesting. interesting. That's what it looks like to me. It doesn't look like Ohio. I could be wrong. Okay. <laughs> a little further afield than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. But uh, then, yeah. of course, we have the retrograde motion, and so it goes over all of those points again. And there could be activity during those uh, points where it's back over that 21 degrees of uh, Venus uh, at 21. So you've got more activation around May, May 18th, that period right in there. So, and it may be that you don't take the trip till then or that you're trying, figuring out I got to do this, but maybe you haven't quite made it yet. Well, my daughter is actually getting married in May, so I would be taking a trip to Kansas to... So, you know, that's around that time. Kansas, interesting. Well, it's a family event. We could say that. It's not your homeland, but a family event. Uh, So I don't know. You know, you could also meet someone around that time because it still still has activation. You've had activation on and off all year long, and then it starts to really come back into play in October. Got to move on. Okay. Well, good luck. Do it. Well, thank I you wish, so much. I wish you many blessings, and I'd be very curious to hear if you do go to a homeland. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. Curious to learn what actually takes place in people's lives. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and Happy New Year to you both. 
Thank you. you. Thank you. Okie doke. <clears throat> now we have Dion. Hi, Dion. Hi. Uh, how are you doing, Dion? I'm good. Thanks for taking my call. I'm enjoying listening to the show. A lot of Sagittarius yes. tonight. Yeah, we've had quite a few. And are you one also? What's your database? I, <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> December 5th, 1973. Okie dokie. And your time of birth? One twenty-one a.m. Twenty-one a.m. and place. Oak Lawn, Illinois. Oak. It's two separate words, isn't it? Oak Lawn. It is. I thought so. Yeah. And that's in Cook County. Yes. I don't know why you're telling me that, computer. I knew that. <laughs> Oh, it comes up Cook County, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, my computer decided to tell me it's Cook County. I don't know why. I knew that. <laughs> so, what what do we need to look at? You ten, We're lucky to have you on the air. I see that the majority of your planets are kind of, you look like you have an awful lot below the horizon here. You have two, four, six, seven, seven out of ten below the horizon. That's quite a quite a lot. You tend to be more of a, an introvert than an extrovert, so you push yourself. So it's nice to have you on the air. Your moon is an Aries, so that's good. That allows you to push yourself. Uh, to... Anyway, I'll stop babbling. What would you like me to focus on? <laughs> mm, I'm relationship too. I want to be in a relationship. <laughs> All righty then. You've got, Uranus is getting ready to leave that house and so you may have had some experiences over the last uh, seven years that have come and gone like the wind. Uranus usually when it activates things, it brings them in quickly and moves them out as fast as they came in. Um, Mars is getting ready to enter that house in the next couple of days, and when it does, it will conjoin your moon, and uh, you may find yourself having even more desire to be connected in some way. So let's see here. But we need a lot more than Mars. It moves too fast. And interesting. You're, Saturn, you've got uh, your progressed Jupiter is in your fifth house. That's nice. If we can get some activity with that, we could maybe bring something into manifestation. And it's in the perfect alignment because uh, Jupiter in the sky right now is in Sag, and your progressed is in Aquarius, so activation of that will happen this year. So let's oh, take a look. <laughs> so it starts it starts to become active, and interestingly enough, Mars is also working it. Well, uh, hmm. Oh, nice. Um, so January we got the twenty second again, didn't I say twenty second just a few minutes ago to someone? January 22nd starts to activate for you, and uh, it will be very interesting because on January the 24th, Mars is on your progressed Chiron, your natal Chiron, and Jupiter is activating your progressed and natal Chirons, and Venus 
is directly activating your progressed Jupiter. So hot date, hot time, possible connection would be, again, this would be a soul connection with a warrior type, someone who is very outgoing, maybe very athletic, somebody who in a past life you may have been a warrior with. Uh, you might have both been uh, uh, explorers or individuals who did a lot of traveling together or individuals who were in war together, um, but together, not battling each other. So this looks very interesting. This is a big date. I would not be staying home on this date. Again, you, we need to get out. Jupiter is traveling. The progressed Jupiter that's being activated is in the fifth house, which is the house of socializing. And Jupiter and Venus are in your third house as they're going through the sky, activating the third house, which is the house of communication. So it can be uh, some kind of event where people are talking. Uh, so it could be a conference. It could be uh, a talk that you're going to, that somebody's giving a talk in town. Or uh, it could be a play. Sagittarius could be a play. Um, let me know if it's something on Lewis and Clark. Um, because it's about explorers. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it could also be about a writer. It wouldn't surprise me. So um, I would be looking for any events where people are connecting, socializing, or especially a talk, a talk that you find interesting on whatever subject. It could be, actually be a talk on the Internet with it being Sagittarius because Jupiter rules the Internet as does Sagittarius. So it is possible that you could connect online. Um, and if you don't have an aversion to services online, you could possibly go for it. Um, you do have Saturn in your ninth house, and it is progressed to 29 Gemini while it was at 2 Cancer when you were born. Let's just make sure there's nothing nasty there. Um it's, uh, there's, it's with your south node right now in its progression. So that's kind of interesting. If you decide to try an online dating site, you have your part of fortune in this house, so I think you will be fine. Saturn is with your south node, so anyone you would bring in comes in from a past life. Uh, so you will find yourself talking to people who connecting to the past. And I don't see any hard aspects to that Saturn. So I would say you are safe to go online, although it looks like your father would be very opposed to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> there it's a possibility for me to reconnect with someone from my past. Yes, yes it is. Is very much That's so. something I want to do. Okay. Um, but anyway, I, I don't like to tell anybody, you know, take a chance online unless I look through the chart and say it's okay. Um, I don't, it, because people can have terrible experiences online. And you don't want to ever open the door to that. But uh, the only thing I see really is your father saying, this is crazy, don't do this, You don't ever do that, that would be dangerous. So, uh, <laughs> so God... Your daddy's just trying to protect you, but um, 
I don't. That's it. something he would say. Well, it's that's what it says here. So this <laughs> in my little glyph language here. So, but uh, if you decided you want to give that a try, you can. And of course, anybody who does do that, use common sense, please. Don't be dumb about it. Don't just think somebody is telling you the truth because they may not. And uh, and make sure you don't say stupid things in your profile like, oh, well, I love movies and I love chocolate chip cookies. Please don't do that. Tell them who you are or tell them what you are looking for and be honest because then you can shed the rest of the people away. That's And, and don't put your picture in there. Put a picture of a dog if you want to. Put your cat's picture in. Don't put your picture. Don't get men drooling over how you look. You know, you want the person to want to know who you are, not Google you for your looks. You know. Anyway, my two cents. I met my husband <laughs> online. I married the man I met online. So it can be done. I've been married 21 years. I think it can be done very nicely. But I have Jupiter in the ninth house and Venus there and. I got a lot of protection in the night. So. Okay. All right. Thank you. Hope we've been helpful. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Dion. Thank you. You have a good night. Bye. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, you never know what I'll say. <laughs> no, I don't. Um you have my jaw has hit the floor a number of times with you. Not tonight, but it has definitely hit the floor. Okay, we've got Joanna here. Hi, Joanna. Hello, hi, ladies. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What's what's your date of birth, Joanna? January twenty seventh, nineteen sixty six. Happy birthday. Thank you. And your time of birth? 10.50 a.m. 10.50 a.m. And location? Brooklyn, New York, Kings County. Oh, yeah. Got to do that with... You got to do that with Brooklyn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, though. I, 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 know, I know New York. <laughs> so... And what would you like us to focus on, if you can get me to focus on anything? I I wanted to uh, know if you saw um, overseas move or overseas travel, so a long long distance move or a long distance trip. Okay, well let's take a look at that. I mean, you have Saturn going through that house right now. And uh, Saturn kind of odd when we're doing traveling, but that doesn't mean it would not provide it. Uh, you have Saturn ruling your house of um, career. You have Pluto Wonderful. has just gone over that midheaven. You have the sun applying to it as we speak. So you, your solar return is going to be pretty strong. Uh, your natal... your You've got um, the sun uh, applying there. So there's a statement that says you have just recently, if you haven't recently, you are going to, uh, gone through a transformation in terms of career. And yes, Saturn, I am. Yes. Okay. And it, it, it should have empowered you because Pluto is very powerful. 
uh, Saturn moving towards that is a statement that you're going to get the diploma or you're going to get whatever it is you want if you've been working hard enough towards it, and I would expect you have because Saturn is going to conjoin Pluto. So it's going to put you in a more secure and more powerful position. So, uh, but uh, travel, um, Jupiter uh, will actually be getting into that house coming up, but it won't be right away. It will be okay. the end of the year, like November. Oh, wonderful. And once it gets into that ninth house, uh, travel becomes your option, is your choice. It's just like, I'm going to do it, you know, and then we need to see yes. activation. Uh, right now, uh, Jupiter is applying to your progressed Venus, and so uh, you getting into doing something that you really love is really important, and uh, there's going to be uh, more opportunity for you to do more of what you love or to express more of who you are. When Jupiter hits that 27-degree uh, mark, it's going to be activating Mars, so you most likely will take the trip or the journey to wherever it is you want to go. It will definitely be a choice of yours because it's coming through your house of wishes wow. and dreams. So um, uh, you just have to be careful because Mars is the co is one of your co-rulers um, of your house, your 12th house, so you want to pay attention and not do anything that's actually going to sabotage you. So okay. I want you to think about what I'm saying. Sometimes we say, well, I want to do this and I want to, and what you may do with Mars in action there and Pluto being at your midheaven uh, is that you try to pack too much in and you exhaust yourself or wear yourself out and that's how you sabotage your joy. So okay. think about that. So you make sure you plan plan your trip in a way that you cover a lot of things but don't kill yourself trying to do it all, Okay. Right. <laughs> well, I think I think you're good to go though. Uh, at that point in time, you may decide you want to try it sooner, but it looks like you'll be challenged and won't get there. So, but once you hit that, um, it's like 21 degrees. You you have to get past the 21 degree mark, and uh, I will take it forward a little bit just because I think it's going to be like November for you to oh. get. Right, that's what time I was looking for, like October, November, exactly. Okay. Yeah, here it's past, when you get to November 7th, we're past the 21-degree mark. And once you get to, uh, like, just even the a few days later, you know, like, wait a second, let me get back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you should be in, the, in a good zone, so yeah, let's see here. I just want to take it to that 27-degree mark, and there it is as it goes into that house, November 21st. So um, I would say, you know, could be before that, but November 21st might be when you actually fly out, um, and that would not surprise me at all. Wow. Very exciting, very exciting. I plan to go somewhere for Thanksgiving. I did that. I went to Egypt for Thanksgiving one year. Oh, that's 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 very exciting. I love Egypt. <laughs> this is an exciting place to go visit, especially since most of us have lived lifetimes there. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely, most okay. definitely. Oh my goodness! Thank you so much. Bless you, ladies. Thank you so much, and have the the most wonderful New Year's ahead of you. 
Yes, Thank you. You, you too. <clears throat> We're going to try to squeeze one more in, okay? Okie dokie. Okay, we've got Sherby. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Hello? Thank you for taking my call. Hi. Uh, so my birth date is May 20, 1968. 1968? Uh-huh. Yes. And time? Uh, time is 6.40 a.m. Pune, India. Whoops. Hang on a second. 6.40 a.m. And it's spelled P-U-N-A? P-U-N-E. N-E. Or P-O-O-N-A. It used to be P-O-O-N-A, and then it got changed to P-U-N-E, so you might have both. Yeah, they changed it. It's it's in my computer's both. So. <laughs> okay, so we're good. We're good to go there. So let's yeah, take a look. it should be like 29 degree Taurus, uh, uh, 8 nope. degree ascendant. I oh. don't have so something huh? odd there. Okay. The sun should be 29 degree Taurus. No, I have eight degrees of Gemini. So you're That's working with my ascendant. With, uh, your ascendant. Are you working with yes. an Indian chart? No, no. That uh, eight degree Gemini ascendant is correct. Okay, thank so, you. Twenty nine <laughs> degree. My son. My son was. Oh, your son degree. is. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Well, then we're in the right place. <laughs> right. Yeah, perfect so now, what are we thank looking you. at? Uh, so the theme of today seems to be uh, career and uh, romance. So I'll continue yeah. the theme. All righty then. Isn't it interesting how it goes? Yeah, it is always interesting. One never knows what to expect. We just go with it and see where it goes. You have uh, already had Uranus activate your midheaven, so I don't know if you've already made a change uh, in terms of career, but you have Aquarius at that midheaven. And anybody with Aquarius... Yeah. There tends to be someone who uh, does not like to be tied down to one career that has only one focus. Like, you could never be a filing clerk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> have a singular kind of focus. But on the other hand, you could have a career that travels all over the world. You could be someone who works with travel agencies, or you could be someone who works with the Internet, or you could be someone who, you know, works with uh, any kind of uh, science stuff that has to do with Working with a lot of different people, you, Aquarius requires you not to have the same picture every single day. You have to keep changing them. So, you know, Mark works for Aquarius. Your moon is in Pisces, so, you know, you have a love of uh, the spiritual. You have a love of, uh, of, of beautiful things that are usually things that we don't, I want to say, that have to do with the merging of energies. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a whole lot of statements there, but it's also a very compassionate moon. It is the most compassionate moon. And uh, one has to be careful with that moon because it is so sensitive and so intuitive and so pa- compassionate that sometimes it gets targeted by people who are unscrupulous. So uh, you do have to be a little careful. Uh, your Mars is in a direct square to that moon, so you challenge your own intuition uh, or your intuition challenges you, and you are not always sure of how you look or how you feel about yourself. And uh, practice loving yourself because it is correct. (laughs) So Jupiter right now is in your seventh house. It's in Sag, and uh, so there is a... 
it's not going to help uh, your moon, but what we want it to help is your Mercury. So let's see. Your natal Mercury should be, it's 21 Gemini. So you're going yes. to have this balance act with Jupiter, but maybe your progressed will give us a little better option. 26 degrees. Nope. So it is possible, though, that when Jupiter does get to that 21 degree, which I think we know is right about November, <laughs> although it's going to do it more than once, that's the degree it's going to do more than once. So let me just go for May first and see where it's at in May. Yeah, it's a, it's a retrograde, so it's it's coming back to that 21 degrees again. Uh, you're going to have to see how that goes because the opposition is a balancing act, but it may be a balancing act in that it's a communication thing where you are not valuing yourself enough and your communication skills are not necessarily, they're either too honest or not honest enough. It's kind of hard to tell. Jupiter in Sag opposing Mercury in Gemini. Uh, Mercury in Gemini can talk about anything and everything and has an interest in everything. It's also very humorous. Uh, but when you take it and oppose it with Jupiter in Sag, what happens is you can say things that uh, are more than you probably should have said. Yes. And if you go in the direction of comedy, uh, you could say something that you think is funny that the other person doesn't think is funny at all. Uh, so so with my Mars on Ascendant, it usually is uh, taken negatively, unfortunately. Yeah, it can, it can be. So you want to, since you seem to know something about astrology, if you will uh, go to your ephemeris or to any ephemeris online uh, and chart out all the dates when Jupiter is applying to this 21-degree mark. So when it's in retrograde, like at this point in time in May, it will be retrograde. It will be applying within two degrees of that even in May. But it's going to make like six transits this year. <coughs> so... Until you get to the last one, you're going to be challenged. Mm, okay. So I should watch that going back and forth. Yeah, and the you want to watch it. An idea what the... And you want to pay attention to how you're speaking on those days. Because if you're with somebody that you're interested in, you want to pay attention to the way you speak and ask for guidance at those points so that you don't overdo it. You want to be honest, but you don't want to push... Mm-hmm push it to a point that actually creates challenge. <coughs> so I hope for, hopefully that will help you. You'll learn a lot if you will apply this this year. Okay. okay. And uh, and the relationship could turn out to work out if you apply it. A lot of the time when we work with the planets, we get what we want. And this is not a guarantee when it's in an opposition. Michelle, we're down to one minute. Okay, I'm just going to add one more okay. thing. Two years later, it's going to activate in the trine, and your doorways will definitely open. Okay, I'm stopping. <laughs> Good okay. luck. <laughs> Thank you so much. And You're welcome. Correct, you. uh, just for a quick thing, that uh, in October 2017, I did change jobs. So. Ah, there you go. So. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <clears throat> okay, Michelle, I want to thank you so much for tonight. Um does Thursday night look good for you, or do you have to check your calendar? It might work. Um, I I I don't know for sure. I'll check my calendar. Okay. We'll connect tomorrow. Okay. All righty. 
All righty. I want to thank you so much. You, you are, again, obviously amazing. And um, every, you hit a lot of people tonight, and it was really, I think, a very, very poignant show for a lot of people. So I thank you again and wish you a happy new year as well as everybody else. So good night awesome. now. <laughs> Take care and good night. This Friday, the critics are singing the praises of the upside. Think about what you're trying to do to me. Think. Sound just like it. It's uncanny. Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston are irresistible. He was rich as Jay-Z. Richer. Could you buy the Yankees? No. Could you buy the Nets? Oh, yeah. Sheesh. It's the funniest buddy comedy in years. And Kevin Hart is at his best. Are you ready to have your mind blown? I'm so ready. The Upside, starring Kevin Hart, Brian Cranston, and Nicole Kidman. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. In theaters Friday.